Welcome to Tech Mobility Topics. I'm Ken Chester. To add your voice to the conversation, call or text the Tech Mobility Hotline, that number, 872-222-9793. Or as always, you can email the show, talk at techmobility.show, and that's talk at techmobility.show. And I want to add this. We are everywhere when it comes to social media. So let me break it down for you. We're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter. We are, we have a YouTube channel. We're on TikTok. All of those at Tech Mobility Show, the Tech Mobility Show. The only variance to that is Twitter. Twitter is Tech Mobility Pod. Everything else, wherever you enjoy a podcast, is Tech Mobility Show. I'm sorry, Tech Mobility Show, the website. It's techmobility.show. For those of you that want to catch our podcasts, you certainly can catch Tech Mobility Topics, which is each individual topic uh, arranged as a segment for your listening pleasure. Or if you want to hear the whole show again, you certainly can go to the Tech Mobility Show wherever you enjoy podcasts. And sure, as always, please be sure to like us, follow us, um, whatever that helps. It helps a lot. And I thank you in advance and particularly for YouTube (laughs) and Facebook really helps. Thank you. From the Tech Mobility News Desk, I want to talk about cyber scams and cybersecurity. But not just for anybody. We often quote from Property Casualty 360. It's an insurance publication. They have a lot of good information there that I like to share with you because I want you to be prepared. I want you to be aware of what's going on. Like I said, on this show, we talk about transportation and mobility. And this does lead to it because we want to make sure, at least from a technological standpoint, that you are aware of what's happening around you. So this is one of those cases in point. It is a typical myth that if you're a small business or you're a small nonprofit or something like that, that, ah, you know, I don't have anything, I'm not at risk. Wrong. Yes, you are. With fewer resources at their disposal and tighter budgets to consider, churches, nonprofits, schools, and camps become prime targets for cyber attacks. This is according to Church Mutual. Did you hear the words prime targets for cyber attacks? And folks in these categories, last people you would imagine that the cyber criminals would be coming after. But oh, yes. Yeah, they are. And according to a website, Strong DM, they say small business employees experience 350% more social engineering attacks than those at larger enterprises. Further, small businesses are more frequently targeted by malicious emails. Oh, my goodness. With all the emails that we get nowadays, how easy is it, not completely paying attention, to click on something that looked vaguely familiar? Because it had just enough to go, oh, yeah, that looks. And you find out, whoops, no. And worse yet, if you follow through or you give information they require, there are stories that abound pretty much in every market where somebody got scammed because they weren't paying attention. Let me say this again. I'm going to read this sentence again because I want you to hear it. With fewer resources at their disposal and tighter budgets to consider, churches, nonprofits, schools, and camps become 
prime targets for cyber attacks, it's not necessarily the large businesses, the large organizations. They do get attacked, but typically they've got staff for that. They've got software for that. They've got a methodology to handle it. In the smallest situations, not always. And sometimes not at all. While the situation can seem to be overwhelming, Church Mutual reported there are ways to enhance cybersecurity without busting the budget, which are highlighted. I'm going to highlight these. And people, this is common sense. In today's world, I mean, even on your personal computer, there's certain security stuff you should automatically have, like anti-malware, anti-phishingware, and it's inexpensive to get. <coughs> Excuse me. Again, Church Mutual. We urge all nonprofits, schools, camps, and houses of worship to look at their policies and procedures now to protect themselves and their data. But here's the big issue. In a lot of these situations, do you even have a policy or procedure? Do you know what would happen? Do you restrict access to computers? Do you limit uh, what people can do, because very often, how this happens, innocently enough, somebody says, hey, I want to borrow the church computer. I want to borrow your laptop in the financial office. I just want to put in this jump drive to up, you know, I want to unload or download or something. When that jump drive may actually have malware on it that may get into the system and compromise the records, the data, the financial information of that church, school, nonprofit, or church. You got to be careful, people if not even more ever than before. So let's start with the easy stuff. One, take inventory. Make a record of all the devices, software, and people that can access them. You can't secure what you're not aware of. Anything that can approach your network, whether it's you know, hardwired into it like a desktop computer or maybe a laptop that someone brings in, identify it. Then you can check to see what kind of protection is on that machine. Second, stay updated on security patches. Keeping devices updated is essential to managing cyber risks. Microsoft, Google, they always have patches. Even if you've got uh, mal, you know, anti-malware or anti, you know, that kind of security, they come up with updates all the time. It's important to make sure that your protections are current. Don't be like some people who said, you know, I don't want to tie up my computer, so I'll get around to it when I get around to it, and you never get around to it. Very often, if the, the anti-malware uh, companies discover a problem, they will rush out a patch to protect their clients through their software against this threat. If you don't keep that material up, then you've wasted your money for the basic software. And if it's not current, it's not protecting you. Install email filters and keep them sensitive. Church Mutual pointed out that missing a business email because it was accidentally blocked is much less costly than handling a successful phishing expedition. Case in point, our local school system here in Iowa the Des Moines school system, which is the largest in the state, was a victim of such an attack. Shut them down for two full days. And it took them weeks to get everything back up online. 
And now it's so tight, there's a lot of things they still can't do or will not do for protection reasons. But all I'm saying is, is that a smaller target could be considered a soft target because you don't do the diligence, you don't have the security software, you're not keeping up with the updates, you're not paying attention. And if anybody can get to that desktop, you don't know. Um, I believe they call it their um, software hygiene. You don't know if they're safe or you know how they're protecting data. So it's also important to restrict access, particularly to sensitive parts of your finance or your data records or records that expose people, so security numbers, et cetera, et cetera. This is important. But if anything, a small organization, which often operates on volunteers, people who have the time, and you may not be able to keep up with it, you need to keep up with it. Because you, otherwise, you are sitting ducks, if you'll allow me to say that. Configure access to specific needs. That means different levels of access. Nobody should have complete and utter access, and the people that do should be limited, maybe like one or two known people. In some systems, they call that a super administrator or an administrator. They have the ability to control everything else so that you don't have bad actors easing in there and causing havoc across your systems, shutting you down or locking you out. And finally, layer security on. Having multiple layers of complementary controls is more effective than relying on a single control. The more you have, the safer you are. And then just to be aware, be aware. Not every email that uh, is there you should open. You are listening to the Tech Mobility Show. Welcome to AONMeetings.com your next video conferencing and webinar platform. Host your next virtual meeting or your paid webinar with registration and secure file sharing, break rooms, classrooms, and much more. With over five levels of security to know that your data is safe and secure and 100% browser-based, keep in touch with family and friends using the newest meeting platform. Go to aonmeetings.com to start your free seven-day trial. That's aonmeetings.com to start your seven-day free trial. Did you know that you could still listen to past shows of Roadworthy Drive? Ken Chester here. With the change to the Tech Mobility Show, we've taken steps to maintain our vast library of past shows for your listening pleasure. Whether you want to listen to 1, 10, or 50 of our 1,000 shows, we got you covered. Be sure to visit roadworthydrive.buzzsprout.com or roadworthydrivemoment.buzzsprout.com and subscribe. There's no recurring commitment and you can opt out at any time. We set the price super low so that access to the shows is easy and carefree. Thank you so much for your support. Real facts, real opinions, real talk. Roadworthy Drive is now the Tech Mobility Show. I'm Ken Chester, your host. Every week, I delve into the current trends and topics that impact you when it comes to mobility and technology. Things are changing fast, and I cover these topics in a way that's easy to understand. By tuning into the Tech Mobility Show, you can keep informed about the latest happenings with self-driving vehicles, auto finance, electric airplanes, and more. That's the Tech Mobility Show, heard each week on this very fine radio station. days, everybody wants to be social, and we're no exception. Hi, I'm Ken Chester, host of the Tech Mobility Show. We get to share additional content that you won't find on the show. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and even TikTok. Yeah, we're there. You can find us at Tech Mobility Pod on Twitter and at the Tech Mobility Show everywhere else. Check us out. Be sure to follow us.